listening to the Taming Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. I'm Alicia, and I'm here with Deb and Sue. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. So Christmas is just around the corner, and we thought it might be a good time to chat about something that women often suffer from at this time of the year, and that's stress and overwhelm. Is this something that you have dealt with at this time of year? Yes. <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say, this year I'm kind of remarkably chilled out about it and I think that's because last year it literally got to about three days before Christmas and I was like oh shit I don't feel ready and so this year I'm just trying to avoid that feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah I don't like having to scramble because you've waited too long. I finished my Christmas shopping this year by the end of November. No Uh, way. And that's normally not me at all but I just simplified everything and just thought I'm just going to be done because this is not something then I have to worry about. How about you Deb? I must say, I don't, I don't worry or stress about this time of year. It's my favorite time of year. It just comes and, you know, I'm usually, I'm one of these people, I'm kind of prepared. The only thing I think I worry about is like, I always feel like there's a crunch time, but there really isn't, you know, it's the same day every Mm -hmm. year. Yeah. We should be pretty well prepared for it, really. We should, shouldn't we? But it's not like we don't know it's coming up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't find I suffer from the, you know, stress or have anxieties about it. So well, do you think that's know, partly to do with the fact that you really enjoy it? It could be. It could be. And for, I've had to adapt because I've had many different type of Christmases. So, you know, it's not the same every year. It's just easy going now. I think for me, one of the main reasons for experiencing stress and overwhelm is expectation. My expectations of Christmas is always way bigger than reality. And I've always, like, I know in the... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I know. It's just my personality. I've always had these big, grandiose ideas of what Christmas should look like. And because they never turn out that way, I sometimes always felt a little disappointed, like especially on like Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. And I realized, I think, after I don't know how many Christmases that I was just setting myself up for failure every single time. So I kind of learned the hard way. I do remember that one Christmas when I was first perimenopausal. And of course, at the time, I didn't realize that I was having these symptoms, Mm -hmm. but my anxiety levels were all over the place. And my husband had to go out of town over Christmas. And normally that wouldn't have been too difficult for me because, you know, quite often he would go out of town. But I think I spent... Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day in complete tears, just a complete breakdown. And my poor teenage boys just didn't know what to do with me because Mm. usually I'm not in a puddle of mush. But now looking back, I realize that that Christmas was probably the first one that I do recognize I was going through a lot of hormonal changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny you should say that, actually, because thinking back to it, Last year, it was probably around December when my anxiety and everything started to accelerate. Mm. And so I'm kind of wondering, actually, as you say that, if that's maybe what was going on. It was just kind of, I've got to be ready. Everything's got to be good. It's got to be perfect. And then all of a sudden it was there and it was like, it was fine. You know, looking back, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, but it it was absolutely fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
I think it is important to point that out, that if you are extra emotional, you know, at this time of year and you're in midlife, it may be it all down to hormones. And Mm -hmm. what I've learned, and Sue, I'm sure that you can expand on this, when estrogen levels start to decline, and because estrogen helps maintain cortisol, it can throw you off completely because Mm -hmm. cortisol is the hormone that helps you deal with stress, right? So Mm -hmm. if that's not being regulated, then our ability to manage stress isn't as effective as it usually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because it's a stressful time anyway. Mm -hmm. Because we do put a a ridiculous amount of stress on ourselves, we being me. And especially as a mum, you know, as your kids are growing up, it's like it's got to be the perfect day. They've got to have good memories and this, that and the other. And you, you don't just let go of that because your kids are growing up. It just changes how you want all of that to happen. And so, yeah, when you don't have that regulation, when you're putting all that extra stress on yourself and you you don't know necessarily what's going on, it's it's a perfect storm, really. Well, and women do tend to like to make memories and traditions. So we Mm -hmm. do put a, a lot of stress on ourselves to make not perfect Christmases, but we want them to be great for our families, right? You know, Mm -hmm. we really do go above and beyond quite often. My husband is so stress-free on a regular basis. He doesn't stress about anything. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand when I'm stressing about things, trying to make things perfect. Not so much anymore because I've kind of learned not to deal with that. Do you think social media has added to overwhelm and stress when it comes to Christmas? Yes, I think so. Because, you know, you you see people's Instagram stories and I think Instagram is, you know, because it's so visual, it's probably the one you see these perfectly decorated trees and you see on Facebook the families and they're all in their pyjamas or onesies or whatever. And, you know, it's all picture perfect. And so you think, well, mine doesn't look like that. So does that make mine wrong? And then you realise it's a snapshot. You know, like we always knew that in the past, like a photo was a snapshot in time. Mm -hmm. And I think we've kind of got to kind of figure that out again for social media. Like you're just seeing that little snapshot, whatever else happened may have been an absolute crap show. But that one second, they they made it look perfect because it, it maybe was the perfect moment. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about social media at Christmas, Deb? Well, as you know, you guys know, I'm not a big social media person, but I think for the younger generation more so, I think it would be if, you know, like Sue said, you see these perfect pictures, you see these perfect family with matching pajamas. And I think probably a lot of people want that or think they want that. But for me, it doesn't bother me myself. If I see something I like, I'm thinking that is an awesome decorated idea. I might try that. But I don't know, for the expectations, I do think probably for the younger families, it probably does have a lot of impact on them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really, really easy to get sucked into these pictures. You know, you're scrolling yeah. by and... You know, yesterday I was scrolling through and I was looking at some pictures and I just thought, oh, they're so beautiful. I would never be able, like, Mm -hmm. even when my kids were young, they would never have behaved to get those kind of pictures. (laughs) And then they even get their dogs to behave. Like, I've never been able to get my dogs to behave. And then I pop these ads saying filters to get the snow whiter and as white and and Mm -hmm. to get the blush in your cheeks. I'm thinking, not only now are we looking at these perfect pictures, 
they're not good enough anymore. Now we have to put filters on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I imagine the pressure on people that want that same thing must be massive, you know, because you Mm -hmm. get kind of sucked in and it's really difficult sometimes to kind of, you know, step back and say, wait a minute, this isn't real life. Mm -hmm. It can make you feel like you just don't measure up. Yeah. 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 And kind of thinking back, because like I have a December birthday and my sister has a December birthday, like there are three days between us. And so Christmas for us kind of started around the birthdays. And that's when the decorations went up. And that's when, like, obviously there would be birthday parties and things like that. So we kind of had a a mid-December start, it didn't start on the first day of December and kind of go on and on and on and on. It wasn't, you know, I mean, decorations, like when I was growing up, we used to make those paper chains. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you would make stuff in school and you'd be excited to bring it home. And like some of the stuff that my kids brought home, I was like, there's no way I'm putting that up on the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we did things like we would have an adult tree that was kind of, my husband did try to get me to do it very tastefully, but it's Christmas. And I said, Christmas isn't necessarily about being tasteful. And then we had the kids tree, which was their little mess. And I would spend hours just moving things around, kind of balance it so that everything wasn't at the bottom. And we didn't have every single thing that they'd made on the tree. Yeah, I have the same. I have one tree that that's got all the kids things that they've made since kindergarten mm-hmm. and I remember you know coming home and it'd be paper clips on there like they put everything and anything on yeah. there yeah. and I, I've kept all those decorations and my one tree that's what it is it's full of those and uh it's awesome memories yeah you look at things and you go oh my god that's amazing yeah and I think sometimes like I look back at that and that was the best kind of tree Mm-hmm. You know, because now the boys are a bit, you know, they're older and, you know, they still want to put hockey pucks and things on it that, you know, because we got hockey puck decorations. Yeah. So they still want to do that. But now they're a little bit more willing to kind of go, OK, let, let's try and make it look good. Yeah. I'd always had these big ideas of we all have cookies and everybody, you know, merrily goes around and decorates the tree and we'd have Christmas music. Of course, that would last two minutes. The boys would just (laughs) throw things on the tree and I mean, literally throw them and then they'd be off somewhere and I'd be left with all this mess. So I remember going to, to Deb's place and she had this perfect tree at this point. And I thought, oh, I want that too. Never did. Never did. Well, I must admit, I we have, when I say we've got a tree up, we have a tree sitting in the living room because it's the one that Manny had at the art thing. So it's just sitting there. It's not decorated, but it's in front of the window. And I'm sure people are going past going, is that it? Is that all they're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> and I think that's the attitude you kind of need. If that's all it's going to be, that's all it's going to be. And we're perfectly fine mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we went out last week and... Like Lou and I put the the Christmas lights on and, you know, I had the usual meltdown because none of my cords were long enough and this, that and the other. And then, (laughs) you know, sort of some of them weren't spaced out quite right. And like, he's like, mum, my hands are really cold now. And I'm like, yeah, mine too. So (laughs) just left it. It's weird how I've kind of relaxed into it a bit more this year because last year I just, I don't think we even had lights outside. It just depends on the year. You know, some years you're really into it and then other years, 
not so much. And I know I went through quite a phase of not so much. <laughs> so my husband actually took over decorating the tree. Anytime we put the tree up or any kind of decorations, to be honest, he does because he knows I don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So now we've kind of evened out the responsibilities a little more when it comes to mm -hmm. decorating. Mm -hmm. And I think that really does help with the stress too, you know, mm -hmm. the overwhelm. Obviously, a lot of people don't have good memories when it comes to Christmas. And this can be a very difficult time when they struggle with not only mental or emotional issues, but it can also be kind of an isolating time as well. So I think we kind of have to remember that at Christmas because not everybody has happy memories. And mm -hmm. especially if people have lost loved ones at this time of year. I know my sister-in-law is going through that right now. She lost her husband last year and she's struggling this year. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, you get so caught up in your own creating a perfect Christmas. And I also think we have to be careful about dealing with stress because it's a vicious cycle. You know, if we don't manage it effectively, the more stressed we are, the less sleep we get. And then the lack of sleep affects everything it's time to kind of sit back and evaluate what's meaningful and what you mm -hmm. can just let go. What I've learned over the last few years is that overwhelm is totally self-inflicted. And once you believe that, it's easier to learn how to just simplify things because I think mm -hmm. we get overwhelmed when we look at all the things we need to do or feel like we need to do. But when you break them down into like manageable chunks, it's actually not that hard. If you break it down, it's kind of like project management and learning mm -hmm. to figure out what's important yep. and what's not important, what you can give to somebody else to do. You know, I think as women, we really, really have to step back and say, OK, how can we simplify this? Because we don't really need to be baking 12 different kinds of cookies. It's sitting back and saying, OK, what's important? Yeah, um, I mean, I was very lucky because... When I first met my husband, I was working as a nurse. So, you know, right from the get-go, there was that understanding that I was not always going to be around. So there were many Christmases where I wouldn't be around on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or, or Boxing Day and, and kind of so... You know, if ever that happened, he fortunately is very good at just kind of picking everything up and, you know, making the dinner so that it was ready when I came home or, you know, working to kind of say, OK, we'll go to my parents, we'll go to your parents, we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. You don't have to do it all. And that was really helpful, especially when the boys were little, you know, because then I didn't have that same guilt about I cannot do everything because I can't be in two places at the same time. And I think that's a really important point to make because I think a lot of women, they don't like to give up those kind of responsibilities because let's face it, nobody can do it as good as we can do it. Uh -huh. I think that's kind of where we get into trouble because then we kind of say, well, I'll do it because I can do it the right way or the way I want it done. But if you just let other people take over those things, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference. And sometimes they find that they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's true. And then maybe that's a tradition and mm -hmm. that they can keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to yeah. say, it's like, you know, even at, at Thanksgiving, he does all the vegetable prep and things like that, which is something I hate doing. The only thing is that it means that on Christmas Day, it's not a problem on Thanksgiving for some reason, but on Christmas Day, because I grew up watching my mum go into the kitchen and do this, that and the other, that sometimes I think, well, I need to be doing that and I don't need to be doing it because he's already done it and it's ready for me just to cook. So sometimes it sends my timing wonky. 
It's true. I mean, we saw our parents having traditional roles a lot of times, Mm -hmm. you know, the mother doing all of these things and the father doing these other things. And then, you know, I think now we kind of realize that those lines are no longer there anymore and Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter who does what as long as it just gets done. Mm -hmm. And I think when we delegate things, I used to think I'd have to put the tree up and and it's almost this thing where the overwhelm became this sort of badge of honor because I was doing everything and I was Mm -hmm. managing to get everything done. And I, at the end of the day, it just ended up being, I was exhausted. Everybody else had a great time, but I was exhausted. And I'm thinking, okay, the price I was paying for doing all of that myself was pretty big. So I think there's a lot of women that tend to do that too, because we want everything to be great and and Mm -hmm. everything needs to be done in the baking and the cooking and the decorating and the wrapping. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because as long as everybody's together and they're having a good time, Mm -hmm. that's really all, all that matters. You know, as we say about the social media thing, I think people just need to step back and just say, okay, what's important to us? Just our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, if the baking doesn't get done at all and you run out to the store and grab something, that's going to be great too. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So, yeah. you know, and if you, if you do that, I, I don't think you'll be dealing with the overwhelm, you know, delegate stuff. I've wrapped presents in newspaper like I have because I've run out of something mm-hmm. and I just not going to stress about it. But you do see all of these Pinterest and Instagram where everything is so beautiful. And I kind of wish I could do that. I really do. Yeah. Um, well, I've done things like and I've gone out and I've bought the beautiful ribbon and the, the bows and I'm going to wrap everything in brown paper and it's going to look really rustic and beautiful. And then it comes to it and I'm like, oh, no, what have we got from last year? Where's that good heavy duty stuff we got from Costco? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's just just letting everything go because mm-hmm. you know it all works out in the end right usually yeah. hopefully yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it is there's there's so much kind of managing expectations that you have to do and I think when it comes to Christmas probably my expectations are much higher than everybody else's and it's not expectations of what anyone else is going to do but it's what I'm going to do and I don't know whether it's because like the kids are getting older or because I'm getting older and just can't be bothered with so much nowadays it's like I'm not going to do that anymore it's like if if everything gets wrapped in newspaper it's wrapped in newspaper if we have to use the masking tape again then we'll use the masking tape again Exactly. Deb, what do you think? Yeah, I know I'm just listening to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I think as an example, I think, you know, this will be the first Christmas that my two kids will have Christmas together in eight years on Christmas Day. Wow. So I think that, that, yeah, I think, you know, as as your kids get older, the chances of you got, you know, not being together get, you know, more and more. They have a partner or whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. And so I think, yeah, just being with those people because you don't know what the next Christmas is going to to hold, you know? And yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, just having the people around that, that's more important to me is just if they can be there, they can be there and enjoy it, you know? Last year, you know, I had a Christmas and 
uh, my daughter uh, lost her baby like right at Christmas, five months gestation. And that threw our whole family like right off that year. So now this is the first year that they'll be together. And I think it's just an important year for them to be together. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even though my husband's three daughters are across the country and they won't be there, it's a little bit of a milestone for, yeah. for my two to be together. And, and I'm really yes. looking forward to it. True. It does come down to, it doesn't really matter about all the other stuff. It's no. who is going to be there. And yeah, I mean, it's it's family when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And Whether they're your birth family or the people you've chosen to be your family. Yes, exactly, Sue. Your loved ones, the people that you want to have close to you, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think something else that's so important, I think, like, for us as women, and I find this, for me, this this has to happen at Christmas time. And that's just to stay on track with, you know, whether it be exercise or, you know, outdoor activity. That I mean, those are the things that I enjoy mm-hmm. and I have to do and drink a lot of water because, you know, if I don't, I really feel it and it affects me. And yeah. so just, you know, take time for yourself, whether that's enjoying a bath, just a long time, going for a walk. But I know for myself, it's what I have to do. And it, and it just works for me, you know. Well. That, and I think that's very important because I do think at this time of year, we do forget that self-care. Yeah. You're right. And I mean, usually our schedules are so off when it comes to Christmas time because we're running around doing all of these things that we actually do forget those simple things. Mm-hmm. Like you said, drinking water, going for a walk. You know, we, we're so busy doing all these other things that we forget those simple things that are way more important. Mm-hmm. And it, And, you know, the biggest one for me is to just breathe because, you know, when I'm getting a little bit stressed, you know, you do the shallow breathing where you're just breathing in your chest and you're really not getting air. And just to sit back and just breathe and just say, okay, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like really important. And like I know for me as well, when I'm doing all like running around in the kitchen, I get so hot. So even before I was having hot flashes, I would get like super hot and bothered. So now I just go and stand outside. And, you know, like you say, it's doing all those things. Take a drink of water with me, go and, you know, do some deep breaths and and whatever. And But, yeah, I would imagine this year I'm going to be spending more time outside. (laughs) Just (laughs) cooling down. Just you you all sit in front of the fire. I'll I'll be outside on the deck. I'll be back in (laughs) turn. Yeah. I mean, Deb, you're, you're right. You just have to kind of take care of yourself because then you're, you're just going to be able to enjoy the Christmas season a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember, you know, a number of years ago, it was Christmas Eve and I got up and I went on my treadmill and my son looked at me like, what are you doing? You know? And I said to him, I have to do this for myself. And at that time, he didn't understand it. But now he completely understands that's what makes me a better person because I have to mentally get that out of my system. And I'm I'm by myself, whether I'm listening to music, a podcast, it's just my time, whether, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever I'm doing. Taking time for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, I wish I could say that the first thing I wanted to do is jump on a treadmill. I wish I had that. (laughs) thought ever but I don't think I've ever had that thought no <laughs> I, no I wanted those about going bit... for a run but no <laughs> 
I haven't had that one either. I really wish, like, I am jealous about that. Like, I really do wish exercise was something I thought about more often. But maybe next year. (laughs) There's always next year, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's not even about making resolutions to do things because that's a complete waste of time. But it's just kind of that thought of, I could do that next year if I wanted to. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you love most about this time of year? I just love everything about it. I love, (laughs) I just love the, you know, seeing people, the happiness. Like for me personally, my favorite part is just the getting together with the family and friends. And I love decorating. It's almost like my therapy. So I just enjoy it. It's, It's just to me, you know, personally, it's a happy time and I know like to many others it isn't and I and I totally understand that but just to me it's everything about Christmas is just happy. What about you Sue? What's your favorite part about this time of year? I think yeah for me it's about us being together as a family and like for you know obviously when we were back in the UK like the the family got together and you know people had come to us and we'd go to other places and then when we came to Canada like over the years we developed friendships and and we did we did that for quite a few years kind of getting together with people and then you know circumstances changed and and we don't do that anymore and it's just like so Christmas is about the four of us Mm -hmm. and it's really nice because you know neither of us are working so we have several days when we can be at home and you know we can play silly games and we can watch things on telly and yeah I'm sure the entire family is just desperate for that sit down on Christmas Eve when I say right that's it we're watching the snowman and it doesn't matter whether they want to watch it with me or not we're going to watch it and they're they're going to enjoy it That becomes a tradition then, Mm -hmm. right? You know, there's certain things that you do every year that... Can you think of any of the traditions that maybe you have created for yourselves or ones that you no longer do that your family might have done? Um, For us, the the biggest one, I think, is the snowman. When I say the snowman, I don't mean that kind of horror thing from a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, not that one. (laughs) No, not that one, because that would have been scary. When the, the boys were very little, they would sit and watch it over and over again. And every time it got to the snowmen dance, they would all dance around. So for me, that's a really important thing to hold on to. I guess we did have traditions, but they were all kind of on Christmas Day. Like as teenagers, my siblings and I would go out together and typically try to get to midnight mass. But we didn't always get there on time. So sometimes we'd have to go to mass again in the morning because we hadn't done mass properly. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of like little traditions that we've done I mean we we watch a lot of movies too and I think that even now Santa comes on Christmas Eve so mm-hmm. there's never a gift under our tree until Santa's come on Christmas Eve that is the rule now my kids are adults and that's still <laughs> the rule in our house and they know it like it's it's mm-hmm. just part of them now then Christmas Eve pajamas, they have they get new pajamas from Santa on Christmas Eve because they can't go to bed in old pajamas. Even today, even adults, they still get their pajamas <laughs> from Santa. But there's it's those little things that I still hang on to, even though they are adults. It's that they mean a lot to me, those just mm-hmm. those little traditions. And I think they know that. And I hope it's those kind of little things that they pass on to, you know, if they choose to have kids down the road. Mm-hmm. Um I think Christmas Mm -hmm. Eve is actually my favorite part of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Just the anticipation of Christmas. I I think I like that the best. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Deb? Of course, when they were little, we had lots of little, you know, traditions. The like Christmas Eve, we would not Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Eve, we'd always go and drive around, look at the Christmas lights. Um, they'd always get the Christmas pajamas Christmas Eve as well. Well, I'd always let them open a gift, and that was the gift. And every year, they didn't clue in. It was pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> And they still get pajamas too. And I don't know if they do clue in that's what they're getting. They'd be in bed early. I would do the fairy dust. I remember my mum doing that with us when we were little. You know, you go to bed early and you sprinkle this fairy dust. I used to do that to them. And then we used to do the track Santa. You know, they're, like their dad was a firefighter. So they had pagers and they would track Santa through the pager. It was, they loved right. that. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was, you know, when they were little. But yeah, our family's completely different now than than what it was then. You know, now, now I'm, a, I'm a blended family and we have five grown adult children. We've never right. once had a Christmas together. You know, we've been married six years. We've never been able to be together. So I would say we don't really have traditions now, you know, but th- there's certain things I just like to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a tradition that I'm sure anyone that maybe grew up in the 60s and the 70s, and that is cooking the turkey all day. (laughs) Because (laughs) I don't know if it's a British thing. I just know, and maybe it's not. Maybe it's just one of those things that, you know, you put the turkey in the oven like at six o'clock in the morning and it was basted all day. And then you ate at one or two in the afternoon and the turkey was usually dry, like that one on Christmas vacation where <laughs> maybe not maybe not quite as bad as that, but it I remember just so <laughs> And I used to think to myself, when I grow up, I never ever want to cook a turkey because it seemed like a massive chore. Yeah. And sprouts. <laughs> And sprouts, yes. Yeah. Was it Terry Wogan that used to joke around about this, you know, sort of, it would be about October and he'd be like, have you put the sprouts on? (laughs) My friend and I used to do that all the time, bless her. Yeah, all of a sudden, sort of, one of us would send the text, like, is it too early for the sprouts? (laughs) Yes, cleaning them and putting the X on the bottom of them. Yeah, that was a tradition. I had to eat a sprout every year. And I don't know why my siblings didn't have to. But every year I would have to eat one. And it was because when I was growing up, like my granddad did a lot of gardening and he grew his own sprouts. And it would be like, come on, Suzanne, that's one of granddad's sprouts. Granddad grew those. Don't care. My mother, I think, would cook every kind of vegetable known to mankind. They would all be tasteless and soggy because she would cook them forever. <laughs> so, everything would be cooked to death. But there'd be peas and cabbage and sprouts and potatoes and carrots and everything. Yeah. And no wonder yeah. she always looked so stressed out cooking this Christmas dinner because I think she just thought she had to do it all. Mm-hmm. And I remember she would buy me one can of canned potatoes. <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing I know. But for some reason, I tasted them one year and I really liked them. And I thought that was the most special thing in the world. I loved them. And years later, when I became an adult, I went out and bought a can. They are the worst things. Do not buy them. <laughs> I actually don't think you can buy them anymore. You can. But can you? Can. I've seen them, yeah. 
Oh, but I remember I loved that can of potatoes. It made me feel quite special, I think. Maybe that's what it was. It was more about the fact that I felt special than the fact mm-hmm. of what they tasted like. Yeah, there were special yeah. potatoes just for you. Mm. Yeah, no, I, re- I remember my mum. Most of the Christmases, I think, were at our house. And so my grandparents would come up. And a lot of years we had my uh, great aunt who would come as well. And she was only about four foot tall, I think. Terrifying, like absolutely terrifying woman. <laughs> But yeah, I remember mum being in the kitchen and very, very protective of her kitchen space. And I think in a way it was a sanctuary to kind of go and be busy and not think about everything else, not think about the conversations and like, oh my God, we had this conversation last Christmas and, you know, the the usual sort of family dynamic things. And it was sometimes safer to stay out of the kitchen than to offer to help. Mm-hmm. I think I inherited my mother's cooking skills. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I do remember the first turkey I cooked. I skinned the poor bugger. Oh, <laughs> yes. I skinned the turkey. And I, that's what I thought you had to do when I cooked the turkey. And as my family knows, I've had many fails in the kitchen. Yeah. I'm way better now, but oh my goodness. I, I enjoy it now because I kind of know what I'm doing. I've had many horrible outcomes. <laughs> but do you find that you doubt yourself when it comes to cooking a turkey? It's like, I can cook loads of things, but every year I have to check. What temperature is it? How long does it go in for? And I'm so paranoid about leaving things like the neck and the giblets inside. I haven't eaten turkey in like 20 years and... I would always buy the smallest turkey I could possibly find because my kids wouldn't eat the leftovers. Like they'd have turkey sandwiches for like one day and then that would be it. So there'd be so much of it wasted. But then I got to a point where I didn't even want to touch it. Thankfully, my daughter-in-law is on turkey duty and we always spend Christmas together. So she Mm -hmm. always prepares the turkey If it was up to me, my kids never really liked meat. But then they told me years later that it wasn't until they started cooking it themselves that they realized it wasn't that they didn't like meat. It was the fact that they cremated all the meat. (laughs) So, yeah, they used to say, oh, steak is terrible. Pork chops Mm -hmm. are terrible. Until they realized that it was just my cooking of meat that was terrible. (laughs) So I don't cook the turkey anymore, thankfully. Mm-hmm. So what about things like mince pies and Christmas pudding and oh. like Christmas cake? Fans or not? I am yeah. not a fan. I've never, like mince meat, I just don't understand mince meat. I don't get it. Yeah, I can't eat. I, I don't know if it's, it's just I don't, I don't eat it. I think it's just been so long, you know, so mm-hmm. many years. But yeah, I don't know. You like it too, obviously. I love it. And I'm the only person in the house that loves it. And I accidentally <laughs> made a really, really massive cake. <laughs> but don't they last for like 10 years? <laughs> well, this one's going to have to. <laughs> but I must admit, the other you day I did... You and fruit. Oh, yeah, it, it should be fine. It, it's completely cured, pickled, whatever the, <laughs> yeah, the word is. Fine. But I did make a bunt cake the other day a ginger cake and everyone liked that so i'll probably do that for christmas rather than um, anything else but if you were to hand me a, a plate of raisins i'd turn my nose up at them and go that's disgusting oh and i really like raisins it's not weird yeah apparently i do when they're kind of soaked in a lot of booze and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're like party raisins <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
think being in Canada too, I think sometimes your traditions change. They're not as UK based anymore. My husband's Canadian, so the traditions that I really enjoy and I really love, I've kept. But the other things that I didn't really care about anyway, I've kind of just let go. Although the one thing I really do, and I've done for the last like 15 years at least, is that I reuse every gift bag. My kids used to laugh at me, but they would open a gift and then give me the gift bag. And I have a great <laughs> big box of used gift bags and I've used them and I reuse them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I would cut up Christmas cards and make gift bags with them. And, you know, my husband would be like, oh, gosh, you know, that's that's really frugal. But now I can call it environmentally friendly. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't that like a Blue Peter activity to uh, cut up your Christmas cards to use as tags? It might have been because I remember doing it as a little kid. Mm -hmm. So I think my my mother probably did that too. But yeah, I have gift bags that I've probably used for the last 10 years. I mean, I throw them away when they they can no longer hold a gift. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't re you can't recycle them, right? So it mm -hmm. bothers me to throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you go through that period when your kids are really small and you buy something and you think must buy batteries, but you never thought about how you were going to wrap it or whether it was going to need to be put together first. And so you'd hand them a box and suddenly find that it needed to be put together and still needed batteries that you'd forgotten to buy. I know. How many times have you run to the gas station? Yeah. Christmas day to find batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Taking them out of the remote. <laughs> yes. So actually, this is our last episode until the new year. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so happy Christmas to you both and all our incredible listeners who have been so supportive of our journey. And we can't wait to share what we have in store for you for 2020. And just saying 2020 sounds so futuristic, doesn't I it? Know. Like, I know. Who should all be flying everywhere? I wearing know. silver jumpsuits. Like the Jetsons. <laughs> so Merry Christmas, everyone, and a happy, healthy, and safe new year. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Merry Christmas. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Before you go, we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice. We may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about, but the Taming Crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice. Thanks for listening. Bye.